Hey everyone, this is David from Wisconsin. I'm Jack's podcast producer. I just wanted to remind you real quick that Jack has a podcast hotline. You can leave him a voicemail at 920-415-4525. All you got to do is leave your name, where you're from, roughly, and then your question or comment, whatever. Jack really does want to hear from you. Again, that number is 920-415-4525. You can also text your questions to that number or email jack at jack.hager at gmail.com. All of those contacts will be in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Hey there. Thanks for dropping by. You know, Jack, I appreciate your willingness to invest a little bit of time and listen to what I have to say. And what I have to say this particular day deals with the subject of Thanksgiving. I know Thanksgiving was a couple weeks ago. But Thanksgiving is something that should really permeate us 24-7, 365. And I I was given the opportunity to share about Thanksgiving to a group of teenagers. And in researching, praying, and thinking about it, I just came up with some ideas that I'd just like to share with you. Not too often in the Word of God does the phrase, the will of God, specifically appear. We know that the entire Word is the will of God. But those words, the will of God, don't appear all that often. One of the places is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, when the Bible says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. That's the will of God. We've got it in black and white. Not just once a year, not just when it's convenient, but it should be a lifestyle. And when God gives us commands, it's not to make us miserable, it's not to make us burdened, it's to make us better, to make us holy, which really should be our goal. The Pursuit of Holiness is a wonderful book by Jerry Bridges. It's a wonderful mantra for life, pursuing holiness. The Bible says, without which no man shall see God. It's the will of God that we give thanks. Why? Well, I think for one reason, it guards against sin. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4 instructs, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So first comes a list of things we are not to do, and then the instruction to do something. And that specific thing is thanksgiving. Don't do these things which are out of place, but instead in the place of Let there be thanksgiving. It's pretty tough for us to think about more than one thing at once. It's pretty tough for us to say more than one thing at once. And God tells us, focus on thanksgiving. If I'm focusing on thanksgiving, I'm not going to be giving in to filthiness or foolish talk nor crude joking. So there's the instruction, and then there's at least a partial commandment which is going to help me obey that instruction. Thanksgiving guards against sin. I'd also like to point out that Thanksgiving is something that uh, takes care of anxiety. The year 2020 has been horrific. As 2020 fades away and 2021 comes, who knows what the next weeks, months, or the entire year have. Well, we know who knows. God is sovereign. But we aren't guaranteed a way out regardless of who's in the White House. We aren't guaranteed a way out regardless of whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask. We aren't guaranteed a way out 
whether you get vaccinated or don't get vaccinated, whether in fact the vaccine works. These are anxious days politically, in the area of health, emotions, employment. There's a lot of things to be concerned about. But Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Got to be straight up with you. Prayer makes no sense to me. If God is sovereign, and he is, if God is going to fulfill his purposes for us, and he will, if God knows our thoughts before we think them, why pray? And I suppose there are theological arguments and there are other kinds of arguments I could lift up. But if you ask me, why do I pray? The answer is pretty simple and it's twofold. Number one, Jesus did. Number two, God commands me to. That's really good enough for me. If the Son of God, as he took on humanity, prayed, getting up early, staying up late, going away to a desolate place, if he prayed, it would probably be a good idea for me to pray. Not only to obey God, but because, as in all his commandments, the commandments are not burdensome, because it's God who is at work within us, both to desire to do and to do his good pleasure. The commandment is to benefit us. The commandment is to help us become more Christ-like. The commandment is to make our life not necessarily easier, but a life that reflects the goodness, glory, and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. I'm pretty sure anything means anything. Cancer, COVID, broken relationships, wayward children, anything. Do not be anxious about anything, but instead, in the place of, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I don't know about you, but I have a prayer list. I have a prayer list for a couple of reasons. I don't want to be a liar. And if I tell somebody I'm going to be praying for them or about an issue, and I forget, well, I think that's an idle word that I'll have to give an account for on the Day of Judgment. And I know it's a lie. Intentional? No. But it's still a lie. So when somebody asks me to pray about something, I have to write it down. I either put it in my phone or put it on a piece of paper, put it in my journal, so I can remember to pray. So I have a prayer list. It's nothing complicated. It's broken down by days of the week. It's broken down by things I pray for every day, specific situations that I pray for, specific people that I pray for, decisions that I pray for, and then a daily thing, a specific things, specific people that I'm praying for. But I find that the time I need to pray the most is when I want to pray the least. I have to make time. I'm never going to find time. So it takes discipline. It takes determination. It takes a recognition of duty, if you will. That's not salvation by works, but grace works. Our love for the Lord is reflected in the way we live. He's the one who said, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you to do. Anyway, do not be anxious about anything. But instead of, in the place of that, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, I find that as I pray, the Holy Spirit brings back things to my memory, other things I prayed about, or maybe didn't even pray about. But a gracious God interceded, interfered, did something to make a situation better, did something to bring somebody to himself, 
did something to give us a safe trip to the East Coast, did something. So as I'm praying, I'm reminded of these things, and as I'm reminded of these things, I can spend some time thanking God for them. Parents, do you ever give your kids a gift and not get a thanks? Do you ever work, do something at work, and it's above and beyond, and you never get a thanks? A, that's okay, because you're not doing it for thanks. You're doing everything as under the Lord. B, that should make you feel a little bit how God feels when he blesses us and blesses us and blesses us. And maybe we give a, thanks God, but heartfelt, thought out, repeated, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, it's a way of obeying God, giving thanks. I believe it's a way of preventing sin, giving thanks. I also believe it's a way of helping curb anxiety and depression. And why give thanks? It's one of the few things we do in this life that we'll be doing forever. Towards the end of the book of Revelation, excuse me, earlier in Revelation, Revelation chapter 7 talks about the angels surrounding the throne. They say, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power be to our God forever and ever. Amen. I do not know a whole lot about heaven. The fact is Jesus talked a whole lot more about the reality of hell than he did about the glories of heaven. I know it's a wonderful place. I know there will be no sin there. I know Jesus will be there, and I sure hope you're there. I don't know exactly what we do in heaven. I do know we work. There was work before the fall. There'll be work in heaven. I think and hope we learn. I think we recognize people. There's a whole lot of things I think, but eye has not seen and ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But according to this verse in Revelation, one of the things we'll be doing is giving thanksgiving to God forever. Time's a man word. It's not a God word. But 50 million years from now, we won't run out of things to thank God for. Not the least of which, of course, is that Jesus died for us. That he lived the life that we couldn't live, died the death that we should have died, was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection, offers us forgiveness as we turn from sin and trust him, and gives us a life that makes sense, a past that's forgiven, and a present that's secure. And in this present darkness, there will be difficulties. There will be temptations. There will be struggles. So what do you do? Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Well, I'm not a deep, deep spiritual guy, but I'm going to give you one thing that I do on a fairly regular basis that helps me give thanks. And it's simply running through the alphabet. If I'm riding my bike or going for a walk or sometimes just taking a break from work and kind of thinking, I just kind of go for the alphabet and think of things I can thank God for. I could thank God for aardvarks. They're kind of fun to watch. I can thank God for bacon. I worry about people that don't like bacon. 
I think, can thank God for candy. I can thank God for dogs. And then other times I run through the alphabet and I just ask the Lord to give me the names of people that I can pray for. So I can pray for my friend Adam that I used to work with in Bible quizzing in New York. I can pray for Bob, a good friend back in California. I can pray for Candy, a young lady who's no longer a young lady, but I've known her since she was a teen, and I can ask God to bless her in a real way. I can thank God for Doug, a friend in New York who desperately wants to get out of New York for a million reasons, and I can pray that God opens the door for him to do that. I can pray, well, you get the idea. It's not the way to do it. It's not necessarily inspired by God, but I think it is a way to give thanks, to give thanks. So don't let Thanksgiving be a once a year thing. Don't let it be a once a day thing, but let it be part of your lifestyle, living a lifestyle with an attitude of gratitude. I'm not sure who said it, but I know somebody back in maybe a couple hundred years ago said something like, God, you've given us so many things. Would you give us one more? A grateful heart. So live a life of thanksgiving. Hey, I want to talk to you about the podcast just a little bit. There are ways you can ask questions. Uh, that phone number will be given to you. There are ways that you can email me and ask questions. It's simply jack.hager at gmail. Uh, I do have a blog, you know jack.blog. I do have some other things going on, a Facebook page, obviously. I even have a phone number, 816-261-1881. And I'd love to connect with you. You know, this podcast, this is issue number two, if you will, and I have no idea where it's going. I have a list of things I'd want to talk about. I have other things, but there may be things you'd like to hear more about my background, more about my story, more about the ministry God has called me to. I can answer those questions specifically if you ask them, either by phoning that number or phoning me directly or shoot me an email. Anything you feel like doing, I'd be glad to do it. No such thing as a stupid question. No such thing as a stupid question. I know you've heard that all your life, but it's really true. There's no such thing as a stupid question. There's nothing you can ask me that'll be too personal. There may be some questions that I'm intentionally vague on because I don't want to go back into the gutter and play with the ashes of my sin that's been forgiven. But there may be some things that you're considering, maybe prison ministry, youth ministry, living a life as a missionary, all those things. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you. Again, as we close this out, as we get ready for Christmas, even in the craziness of these days, even in the confusion of these days, even in the chaos of these days, great peace have they who love God's law. I urge you, live a life of thanksgiving. Stay in the word on a regular basis. Learn what it is to be a man or woman of prayer. And as you're praying, if you pray for us, me specifically, my family, if you pray for Midland Ministries as we try to be creative and innovative and try to figure out ways to impact lives with the message of hope, even in these confusing days, these COVID days, pray for your pastor, pray for your pastor, pray for the leadership of your church, and pray for one another. And yeah, go ahead and pray for yourself, because after all, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
Just a reminder, it's not a sin to pray for yourself. In everything, in everything probably means everything. Cast all probably means all. Cast all your cares upon him. Because amazingly, remarkably, he, Jesus, cares for you. So do I. So I hope you tune in next time for You Know Jack.